0: truth, make Jesus the way, tell the truth, on the podcast, tell the truth, coming up fast. Hi everybody, this is Sharon and Tell the Truth with True Life Music. Hey, thanks for joining me. Last time I explained my love of the old library and how I always checked out way more books than I could possibly read. Well, sometimes it doesn't matter if you read them all or not. It's just nice to look at the pictures, or hold big heavy volume of something, knowing that it contained many fascinating things one might need to know someday. Sometimes I like to just hold the books, big old interesting ones. I like to turn actual pages. As you do this, you can smell part of what was happening when the book was written. If you can find an old book like a 100 years ago, Just think of all the changes that have happened since that book was made. Think of all the changes those pages have seen. Think of all the people that have actually held that book in their very hands. And think of all the places that very book has been. It may have been on a ship somewhere. It may have been in an old schoolhouse, or in a log cabin, or in an old church. I love old song books and hymn books, they're like adventures just waiting to be read. My dad had an interesting collection of books. Um, Some were about cattle and crops and planting and sermons and deep theological things and some were ancient geography books with maps of places that I don't even know anymore and some were just downright amusing. While rummaging around amongst his treasures one day, I spied one that grabbed my attention. Are you ready? The title was South Dakota Weeds. Seriously? How could you resist a book like that? From the South Dakota State Weed Board, South Dakota State College, 1950. Well, I am going to delve right into this and see what I can learn. Well, for one thing, half of what is called a weed, to me it's a beautiful wildflower. Or it may be some invaluable source of herbal remedy like dandelions. They really are good for you. My mom used to tell me that picking young dandelion greens and cooking them just right was what kept them healthy. And, you can use chopped up dandelion flowers to make dandelion cookies. So how could you ever call such a versatile plant a weed? Just make sure when you pick them that they haven't been sprayed by some poisonous chemical because some people claim that the beautiful dandelion is a nuisance. Have you seen just how much dandelion tea costs in the health food store? At least somebody appreciates its worth. Thinking about weeds always reminds me of a fascinating parable Jesus told about a man who was busy planting seeds. As he was planting, naturally some of the birds came and ate up the seeds right away. That always happens. Birds have amazing eyesight and they can see those tiny little seeds almost before they hit the ground. And some of the seeds landed on hard, rocky ground where they couldn't get good roots so the hot sun dried them all up. Some seeds fell among the weeds and the thistles, so the weeds overran the good plants and killed them all. But then some seeds fell on good soil and produced an amazing crop, much more than the man ever expected to get. So just to make sure I don't leave out anything, let me read you this parable as recorded in the Book of Truth in Matthew chapter 13. Now this is the living Bible because God's words are alive. They never die. I wouldn't want to be talking about something from a dead book. It's the living word. Matthew chapter 13 says that Jesus went down to the shore of the sea where an immense crowd gathered. He got into a boat and taught from it while the people listened on the beach. He used many illustrations such as this one in his story. A farmer was sowing grain in his fields. As he scattered the seed across the ground some fell beside a path and the birds came and ate it and some fell on rocky soil where there was little depth of earth. The plants sprang up quickly enough in the shallow soil but the hot sun soon scorched them, and they withered and died, for they had so little root. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns choked out the tender blades. But some fell on good soil and produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as he had planted. If you have ears, listen. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you always use these hard-to-understand illustrations? Good question! So, of course, the people wanted to know just what this parable meant, so Jesus goes on to explain it all. Yes, weeds have a way of overtaking the good plants. In fact, they can overtake your whole garden if you don't keep ahead of them. The problem is, When small plants first come up, sometimes you don't know if it's a weed or something you planted. When corn or carrots come up, it looks like grass. So you get busy pulling it all out and then you realize, Oh no, that was the corn! Or when carrots come up, it can look like little blades of grass. And thistles, they can spread like crazy and they can choke out the other plants. Jesus said that the thistles or the weeds represents someone who has heard the good message of the good news, but that certain someone gets distracted and starts worrying about everything in his life that could possibly go wrong. What if the dog gets sick? What if the cat runs away. What if the car won't start or I get a flat tire and the tire place is closed because it's a holiday? What if I run out of food or band-aids or Kleenex or water or batteries for the flashlight when the power goes out? Oh mercy! I need to stockpile now. I don't have enough of anything because the world may come crashing down at any moment. I need to take inventory now and make an exact count of cans of soup, of peanut butter, of tuna, of cat food, of bottled water, instant ready mix dinners in a box. Oh mercy! What about matches and candles and blankets and cliff bars and lamp oil for my homemade lanterns? I'll never have enough of anything. I think I need more money so I can buy more stuff. I need to put my nose to the grindstone and work like I've never worked before because my shopping list gets bigger and bigger and prices keep going up and up. Have you noticed how small the boxes of cereal are? And they're only half full. You know it. But all the while charging more money and what about the 12-ounce bag of chocolate chips? Oh no, it's only 11.5 ounces, all the while charging me more than a 12-ounce bag. Now, am I going to get a five-pound bag of flour or is it only four and a half pounds? Well... When I get all my stuff stockpiled, I'll be the envy of the neighborhood because I'll be prepared. I even have to go out and buy heavy-duty, extra-durable totes to put all my stuff in to keep out the bugs and the critters. And I might as well just get some of those really fancy totes. They come in all different colors, so I can color-coordinate all my stuff. And you know they make totes with padlocks, so no one steals your stuff and even totes with wheels, so I can easily rearrange my color-coordinated tote collection. And oh, I'll probably have to get another part-time job because those totes do get dated, you know, and I don't want to be seen with old, outdated totes. You can get personalized ones with your very own initials engraved in plastic, and better yet, hologrammed ones with all your personal ID, so no one would ever dare steal your tote. But. Where am I going to put all these totes? I'm running out of room, and some of this stuff is getting really old, on the verge of expiration, so I'll have to go out and restock my supplies and go shopping, but I don't have time because I'm working on it all the time. But what was that I heard once about our Heavenly Father taking care of us? What was that I heard about not ever worrying about things because God already knows exactly everything I need? What was it about trusting God for everything and relying on him and not our own selves? How could I get so distracted and so out of control, forget all the promises in the book of truth? How could I have fallen for all those marketing gimmicks, thinking I really needed the latest color coordinated holographic tote? Jesus said that the delights and glamor and deceitfulness of worldly stuff will choke out and suffocate all the good news of God's word. The world's stuff is like choking weeds like thistles. Yes, he said, the delights and glamor and deceitfulness of worldly stuff will choke out and suffocate all the good news of the truth. Instead of doing good things for God and using all the good ideas he gives us, we're just running around in circles, not getting anywhere, not accomplishing anything that God wants us to do, and that's what's really important. So when Jesus started this story, he said, Behold, or listen up. That means pay attention. He's telling us some very life-changing things. He's not just idly passing the time away at the seaside. And he ends with, If you have ears, listen. That means he's telling us life-changing truths that will guide us our whole life and save us a whole lot of headaches. Do you have ears? I do. So we need to listen and let the parables be our guide. It's very interesting that the lesson of the weeds is every bit as important today as it was back when Jesus first told it. And those people... They didn't even have such a thing as color-coordinated holographic totes or anything remotely similar. How could they get caught up in a frenzy of marketing gimmicks when the only source of advertising was by way of camel or donkey or walking? And they probably didn't have a mass media mentality, but obviously... They let themselves get deceived into believing that the stuff of the world was more important than living by the promises in the living word, or Jesus wouldn't have told the parables to get them back on the right track. I can't even imagine what have been so terribly important back then. To be tricked by the glamour of the world's stuff. Like I've said before... We can waste so much time daydreaming about stuff we don't need and daydreaming about pointless stuff that will in no way enhance my life or make my life easier. This could be called online shopping. Have we given as much serious time to finding out what's in the book of truth or talking to the author of the book? I know I have to reevaluate the 24 hours I'm given each day and how I spend those hours. So many times I have to ask for forgiveness because I've spent a whole day thinking only about myself and my own little selfishness. God gives us each and every day to enjoy using ideas he gives us and helping people that he puts into our lives. How can we possibly afford to ignore all the potential in each new day? How can we say no to God who loves us so much and shows that love to us in so many ways? When I was thinking about my dad one day, I always remembered how he would stand in the middle of the road, admiring a beautiful South Dakota sunset or standing there. Now he didn't care if it was 10 below, 20 below, zero, whatever. But he would be mesmerized, gazing up at the night sky, all lit up with zillions of stars. And he would say, look at that. Only God could make a Milky Way. Only God. That inspired me to write a song called, How Can You Say No? all the great possibilities right in front of you. Get rid of the weeds and the thistles so you can concentrate on what God really wants you to do. It's all in the book of truth. Read all about it and always tell the truth. Thank you for listening to Tell the Truth Podcast with Sharon and True Life Music recorded in the Why Millbank Podcast Studio in Millbank, South Dakota. You can contact us at TrueLife at gmail.com or online at whymillbank.com slash tell the truth.